The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. I don't like this place. Alive, it's alive. It's alive! Panic, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the casuals ain't here. That's right. This is hardcore. That's right. Mm-hmm. Live on Alpha Geek Radio with live simulcast on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. And this is the episode where Gnomewise finds the crossfade button. Nice. <laughs> Yay. Those of you listening to the podcast edition will have no idea what I'm talking about because I'm going to fix that bitch in post. That's right. You're such a liar. You never fix anything in post. How would you know? I you listen. never listen. I, I'm the only one who listens. Oh. No, she actually li- I never listen. I see. I, I, I don't listen when we're doing this live. <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Exactly. What are you doing in my living like, room? Like, how did I get here? For Sunday. I just follow that girl. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'd follow her anywhere. Mm-hmm. The 7th of April, 2013. This is hardcore. Yes. That's right. For it is us. It is we. And we are they. Yeah. Whoa. What was that? Was that that me? was That's your phone. phone is what it was. Oh, it is my phone. Whoops. That was All your right. shiny new iPhone. Sorry. Hi, That's right. And by the way, I am no wise. I am Daxa. And I'm Grail. <laughs> and we are hardcore. So... Uh, the Daxes and Grails of the world have been experimenting with using their iOS devices to join in to the Google Hangout, the yes. static Hangout we have uh, currently linked through vtwproductions.com. Mm-hmm. If you have the Google Plus app installed on either Android or iOS, if you follow the same link you would follow from the desktop from either the forums or the front page, you will be able to join and with about 50% success rate, get the camera to work. <laughs> well, it works. I mean, uh, uh, it's not even just the camera. My camera seems to work fine. I just can't see anybody else's camera feed, nor do my broadcasting my feed. So not surprisingly, <laughs> the iOS version seems to be yeah. a little buggy. Yeah, at least on the iPad. For whatever reason, the iPad does not like it. At least and, mine does And mine like liked it. it just fine last week, so it's totally very bizarre. odd. Is yours a two or a three? Mine's a two. Yeah, okay, same model. Hmm, weird. weird. All right. But... Uh, you can enjoy the festivities that are taking place in what we used to refer to as the video wall and is now the Google Hangout. Uh, still working on the whole embedding it so we can share the uh, IRC chat and the Google Hangout all on one happy page. Google resists that uh, specifically. They don't allow you to do any embedding with Hangouts, so it's a work in progress. But so far, loving it. I uh, really loved a week before last uh, <laughs> driving Sakani to the edge of cardiac arrest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just watching as he slowly gasped for his last breath. Well, not only that, but it may, I mean, based on our experience last night, role-playing, that might, Google Hangout yes. may become the new standard instead of Skype for us to do cross-country role-playing. Because I imagine that would work really well. You're just limited by yeah. the number, I mean, anything more than two, and you can't do video on Skype because they consider ah, that a premium mm-hmm. option. And we have up to ten. We have up to ten, and we have people in three different locations. So, like, if we need to share, like, a map or something, it makes it difficult. Makes it really hard, yeah. But it was it was fun. Yeah. We had a good time. Always. Good times. Good Always times. good. I can see how you can use some of these camera apps yeah. to sign a machine in 
to be the map machine. Right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. they have that. I mean, we talked about it a few weeks ago that D twenty uh, app that's oh, out there. Oh yeah, that does we a lot of that. that but it also supposedly has some built in. Can- I don't know if it just leeches onto Google Hangout or mm-hmm. not. I haven't. And you know, thought we always talk about copious spare time. I haven't had any time yeah, yet to check that, that one out. Small so. details of having yeah. no freaking yeah. time. As I've you know spent all of this week pretty much in southern Florida, yeah. apparently for no good reason. Yay! Yay. Competence. <laughs> At least it was warm. At least, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like like it was so cold. Yeah, I know. <laughs> here at home in Arizona, we've gone. I traveled from one resort destination to another resort destination, except for that one has crocodiles, and mosquitoes, yeah. and humidity. Well, yeah. 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 Excuse me, alligators. Gators. Gators. Another gator. <laughs> Give me that shovel. But I digress. One of Archer's three fears. <laughs> that Gators. Was awesome. Gators. <laughs> and brain aneurysm. Because they can just strike without warning. <laughs> and that's pretty scary. <laughs> oh, God. I've been, I've been watching a fair amount of, of the new season oh. of that Archer. showed up on, on Netflix. That was, yeah, season three. That's... Um, I was up through the return of the uh, Bionic Girlfriend. Oh, oh yeah, yes. yeah. So you've seen the limited, which is my favorite episode, I think, of all of our <laughs> with the ocelot, the ocelot, <laughs> and the, the Canadian no, mountain tail, yeah. just the tail yeah. going back and forth on the bottom Serpentine, of the screen. Serpentine bamboo, Serpentine. <laughs> he goes, ah, oh, it's the piss cat. <laughs> <laughs> Love the, the conversation he has with the ocelot. At the end oh, of the that's t- the best. The, that's the, the best end. conversation ever. Yeah, because <laughs> the like, ocelot clearly understands yeah. him, and he clearly understands the ocelot. I just love how he starts that. He's like, you hear that, buddy? They called you exotic. That's human speak for awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's just the whole. What are they? Oh, he's at the fight on the top of the train. And like, yeah. And, oh, God. Yeah. Why? <laughs> why? Why does anybody do this? You're still on the train. It's <laughs> uh, such a great episode. Yeah, if you don't watch Archer, you should. Yeah. this we, we just caught up on the past two weeks of the newest season, and they were both really good. Yeah. Uh, with uh, yeah. Anytime there's an animal, apparently, it's usually a good episode. Yeah. So this one, they were extracting a dog, a dog agent. So. <laughs> Uh, Which was really good, yeah. Right. For some reason, I just found the rendering, you know, when they had the Royal Canadian Mounted Police there and the ocelot, and, and all yeah. you saw was the tail. Yeah. yeah. Run, running yeah, yeah. from one side, I found that unreasonably hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was cl- classic. Yeah, it was pretty good. But lots of stuff on TV recently yeah. with uh, the new Game of Thrones. Right, right. We've had the so. ending of a lot of the fall show or the fall seasons, seasons kind of wrapping up. But we've had some that did the split season that are starting back up. So we saw Game of Thrones premiere, which was good. I mean, it's it's the first half of the third book. And, and it's some of my favorite scenes yeah. with the Unsullied. Yeah, it's, it's really the best. I mean, to me, out of the books, they're all really good. Except the fourth one. Um, <laughs> but the third book is definitely the one where the most stuff happens up yeah. to this point where you're just like, oh, my God, oh, my God. So this is a really exciting season to watch, and next season should also be the same. Exactly. And we don't want to do a lot of spoilers because yeah. I know some people may not have had a chance to watch it yet. Yeah. But um, with the Unsullied, which you will soon see, there's a lot of really good storylines. Unfortunately, some of them were changed from the book. Yeah. And one of my favorite storylines from the book was changed, so we'll talk about it later on once people have had a chance yeah. to see it, so we don't spoil it for everybody. But You get one week. You get one week, and then we're talking about it, so watch it. Watch it now. Um, but yeah, there were some really good storylines, and the way they brought these soldiers up, and yeah. 
They kind of changed, changed the history of the Unsullied. Yeah. Uh, not their his, but their training methods. Their training methods, which were, which it was, was like, like eh. eh. Yeah. Yeah. So we saw that. We saw the new episode of, well, I saw the new episode. Did you see Supernatural with me? Yeah. Yeah. One? Yeah, I believe okay. so. Yeah, we did because we were like, eh, okay. Yeah, because so, yeah, it was kind of an eh episode. We saw the new episode of Supernatural, which was okay. It's leading up to. The trials. Yeah, the, tri- the the bigger um, plot. Right. But um, that was all right. That was okay. The one thing we didn't get to see, though, was the Doctor Who. Yeah, we haven't watched the new episode that just oh. came out on Amazon. Yeah. Watched that um, so. on the plane out to Boca Raton. Ah. Yeah. Um, it's nothing you know, to to write home about. Right. Well, it's uh, the first it's, episode it's a, of the new series. The new, so. it's, it's or the second it's part of second the second part, but yeah. it's the, a new story, story thread. Yeah. Yes. They're doing the whole Clara thing, the whole the mystery of who, so they're who, starting who, is, it out. who or what is Clara. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm having a hard time investing it as as attractive and as good an actress mm-hmm. as they've gotten, and there's good chemistry between her and Matt Smith. But they've done the mysterious female thing with River Song. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really good with River. And they really haven't ended the bit with River Song either. Right. So kind of in the back of your head is wondering, how's River going to feel about all exactly. this? Exactly. <laughs> you know, his wife, uh, arguably, at this point. Yeah. But well, there's been some theories already, though, on who this person is. is what, so, and it may actually all tie together. So we'll see. I mean, there's always you always have Jenny out there yeah. as True. a possible plot thread. Yes. And Moffat has said that he intended to pick up that thread again at some point. Right. So but we've already seen her do her her version of regeneration, which was just to revive her existing body, right. not right. to change her appearance. And neither has, I mean, they, they could, you know, write the whole idea of this, this being Jenny yeah. somehow or other. I just, I don't know. It no. doesn't, it There's doesn't. another theory out there, though. And what is? River uh, and his daughter? No. No. The theory is it's the computer that River gets put into at the, when you, when she meets her end, basically. Ah. Oh. So that computer, because the, some of the phrasing is the same. That the computer used when it was talking to him as a little girl for right. him, Cal. compared to how same words are being spoken again and again by this character. So a lot of people are thinking it's going to tie back into that. That somehow she's escaped the library and she has the knowledge of the whole universe, or at least a good chunk of it. Right. Um, and she somehow got into a body that's been able to go around. And that's it would explain why she can be born. Yeah. So, um, we'll see. Yeah. That was... Hmm. But we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. They they, they can take us any number of places. So we've had that. um, Yeah, didn't see that yet. But the new or the the current season for being humans winding down. They're they're to their season finale this week. Yeah, this this Monday, which has been really good. Again, they've that that's just a good a show in terms of chemistry between the three main actors is really good. Really good. Although the USA version, yeah, yeah, although some of them like. Not the three main actors, but one of the the other actor actresses oh. has gone back and forth in my head of like really despising her and and just being like your character makes absolutely no sense when she's talking to now like okay I kind of like her now because now she's more normal like some of the decisions you know how when 
I hate stupid people. Like when, yeah. <laughs> like when you're like, why would that even pop into your head? How oh, does that even crack? Yes, like that. You know, some of the decisions that one of the characters make made was just too out there for me. Like, oh, and in case you were wondering, tangents <laughs> are kind of a big deal. <laughs> and. He of the mighty beard, yeah, right. IRC, <laughs> repping for us or producing for us. Yeah. What is, you're a producer, Barry. What do you produce? <laughs> Text. <laughs> <laughs> I would I'd be more impressed with if, if, if Reginald would like weave something. You know, or just, <laughs> I don't know. What would issue forth from that beard? I'm he not sure I want to know. He weaves plot threads. Oh, I see. Machinations. Machinations. Did you just re- <laughs> use that word in a sentence? Yeah. That's positively Machiavellian. I know. Ooh. Lefarious. That's like six syllables. Mm. Damn, that's five. Like, but that's okay. Machinations. Machiavellian. No, you're you're spreading out the Mackie. It's not Mackie. It's Machiavelli. So you're. The guy's name is Machiavelli, not Machiavelli. You're spreading it out. This is the dumbest conversation. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so back to where <laughs> we were. <laughs> I'm right, and she's wrong. Uh, <laughs> all right. Okay, so anyways. Moving on. So winding down. So we've seen those wind down. Mm-hmm. A Walking Dead also had their finale for the season. Which I have not seen. Sad. Which is good. It was just kind of funny. I mean, you get, I won't spoil anything. But funny enough, they say that next season's going to be darker than this season. This How is that possible? ruthless already. So we'll see. And But then we have things like Breaking Bad is finishing. They're starting theirs back up which is the last half of the final season for that show. And, yeah, so it should be – it's good. Yeah, I'm not a follower of Walking Dead, but I've seen reactions out on the interwebs. Yeah. And some level of disappointment, people are saying, with, this, with the way this season went. Um, I don't – I don't know. It's like – Renovating this old prison is... Uh, well, yeah, I don't want to give it give anything away as to what happened, so mm-hmm. I'm trying to pick my words carefully. It it spent a lot of time on some uninteresting people. Gotcha. Yes. And they luckily resolve a lot of that at the end. Killed them off, didn't they? So, you ain't going to say, but... That's all I'm saying. One can only hope. <laughs> but I still, think they, I still think they progressed a decent amount of the storylines. Um, I think they're in a trap, though, right now, is they have a large cast of characters. They keep swapping in and out because right. that follows the comic book. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, right now, Rick is still the one that's interesting. Right. Everybody else, you're kind of like, okay, we can spend some time with it. Rick and well, Daryl. Daryl's really Darryl, interesting, yeah. too. Daryl's awesome. But that's about it. Like, when they're not in the episode, you're kind of like, eh, nah. <laughs> this sucks. So... Hopefully they can, you know, I'm hoping when they get uh, Tyrese more involved, because mm-hmm. he really was kind of a side character. And Michonne's interesting, too, mm-hmm. but she's kind of been on the periphery as well this season. So it's not, I'm hoping next season they've involved those characters. More. I mean, the, the readers of the comic were always rooting for Michonne. When's Michonne going to oh, yeah. show up? Yeah, yeah but they but didn't. They, they underutilized her as the impression. They, I, I don't think they did Michonne as well as they could have. Um, yeah. She was okay, but she seems more of like... A robot. Yeah. She didn't seem as much of a robot in the comic book. She had more passion. She had more yeah. passion. More anger at the very Yes, least. it was at least, she was angry. She mm-hmm. wasn't just like. So the actress is playing it as burned out and used up in the TV show. 
She just plays it as cold. She just plays it's it as really cold, but not... The world, the world has yeah. sat yeah, her dry. Yeah, but not really angry Kind of like the, the sun. They're upset. turning the sun into a little zombie himself, right? Well, the sun's, yeah. He's, he's, he's had some crappy stuff he's had to do and yeah. things that have well, happened Well, thank God, him, because yeah. I hated the sun. The sun yeah. was like a nuisance the first several, yeah. I mean... Where is he? Where'd he go? No, no right. one could keep track of yeah. the damn kid, <laughs> yeah. okay? It's a zombie apocalypse, and you don't and, have your kid chained to your side? Give me a break. Yeah. That was the worst. So now they slapped him about quite a bit this this season. I'm right. Given, yeah. I'm given to understand. Well, he's he's gone through some development, so we'll I mean, see. The kinds, of, the kinds of things that happen yeah. during a zombie apocalypse. He's definitely, right. you know, Rick could do a little bit better job parenting, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but during a zombie apocalypse. Well, you know. <laughs> certain things fall by the wayside, and I think top-notch parenting and schooling are some of those things that fall I would say, I mean, I think there's just any parenting that would be neat. <laughs> Rick spent most of this season kind of crazy, so. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Which is kind of what can happen yeah. to you during the yeah. apocalypse. Well, yeah. Yep, there's, yep. Many, there's many plot threads they could yeah. have chosen. They yeah. went with the I'm going to lose my mind. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, yeah. So there have been oh, some yeah. good shows going on. So it's been a nice break. So at least I still have a few things to look forward to. Um, with Game of Thrones being really interesting. Plus, they've also announced the next uh, Netflix original series, which is a more fantasy horror series they're doing, which looks interesting. I watched the preview for it, and I'll have to look it up on the break, the actual name. Because right now they've got, they did Lilyhammer, they've got House of Cards. They did House of Cards. They're doing Arrested Development. Oh, they're reproducing that? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know awesome. that. Oh, oh, yeah. wow. no, it, is, it is filming now. Wow. Pretty That's much the awesome. entire original cast. Oh, my God. That's so cool. <laughs> I didn't realize you didn't have that. I didn't no, know that. Didn't know that. Yeah. No, Arrested Development is back in production yeah. via Netflix. Right on. So, so they're doing a... a there's, yeah, there was one on there when I logged in one day. Basically, it was like, oh, here's our new series. I'm like, all right, I'll watch a preview because House of Cards was really, really good. And I watched it. I was like, okay, this looks pretty good. It has the girl from um, Nip Tuck. The, the crazy one that got the sex change, I believe. Oh, yeah. She also plays the Phoenix. Phoenix in, in, in uh, uh, X-Men. X-Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I forget her, her name as well. But she, she's always a good actress. Yeah. So pretty excited for it. From the uh, Black Void reacting to our Doctor Who discussion, mm-hmm. there's, there's an interesting theory that True put out. Clara is the, are the parts of Donna's mind that got sealed off. Oh, that'd be interesting. And Barry VA indicates that your theory uh, about it being the computer... Is all great and dandy until you see yesterday's episode, which apparently something in that episode blows that thing. Ah. Yeah, we'll see. We shall see. Um, oh, uh, you know, Barry also says that they are done filming Arrested Development premieres in May. Cool. That'd be awesome. Directly on Netflix. That's a good show. Yeah, Netflix, that was a we got to get them as a sponsor because we, we just plug I know, stuff. seriously. Lucky be. One of these Netflix days I'll get, I'll get on their referral system. Of course, everyone we who listen to us are probably already total converts. Yeah. yeah. Anyone new True. signing up. Yep. <sighs> Too bad. There is that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, what else? That's pretty much. I was in Florida all yeah. I was. I, well, I, as much as I, I love, love, love Bioshock, I have not had enough time to play it with certain medical emergencies. Um. But um, what? Yeah. Not mine. Family, oh, family, family medical emergencies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, see any scars. <laughs> no, no. But so anyway, so yeah. So I haven't had a lot of time to play, but I have been. I have gotten to the point where I at least meet Elizabeth, and Elizabeth oh, is with me now. That's cool. So we we're together. Yeah, she is somewhat important to well the entirety of the game. Yes, yeah. I. Uh, I got a little of it. Grail snuck it off, and I told him he needs to stop or get his own game. Because it's my game. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's 
it's my game. Mm-hmm. I let you whenever you're willing, whenever you're ready to play it, it is available for you to play. No, I don't want you yeah. getting ahead of me. <laughs> Just understand that the title of the game is not arbitrary. It's Bioshock. It is Bioshock. Yep. And infinite means something. Right. And so it's not just another another game brought to you from the creators of Infinite of, of Bioshock. Bioshock yeah. Right. It's Bioshock. Well, and it's so. great. It's, no, it is. I mean, it's yeah, so much fun. And the their like tutor- tutorial type thing is a carnival. Yeah. So the way they show you how to use the powers and how to move around in this one is really neat because it's in a little carnival and you're playing all these carnival games. Yeah. And that's how you learn, you know, how to, how to shoot, shoot, how to use your powers, how to use the powers. Yeah. So that's really fun. I thought that was kind of neat. And the storyline is really good so far, mm-hmm. where it's um, kind of a white supremacy type storyline. A little bit. Um, well, but, it's 1912, so it's yeah. just past. You know, well, I guess 50 years removed from the. Civil War, but still definitely segregation is alive and well. <laughs> yeah, yes it is um, for everybody if you're not white. Right. So it's uh, the storyline is really good so far. And the scenes between Elizabeth and um, Booker, Booker, DeWitt, is, they're just really, really well acted, good. I think. And we knew that that was going to be the case because yeah. from PAX when we met the actors, the way they were... Um, talking about how these scenes came about and all the preparation for them. We knew that they were going to be really good, but seeing them all put together in the middle of the game and, you know, while your emotions are running high, it's they're really, really good. So, so far, I'm really enjoying the game. I don't want to give a lot away from the game because I haven't finished it and it just came out. But, um, yeah, I highly recommend it. I'm playing it through on easy so I can get through it fast, and then I will <laughs> go back and play it through on hard. But it's... Uh, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. So the little bits that you've played. The little bits I've played. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's a Bioshock game. So, I mean, there's, I think, two ways to look at Bioshock. Either you like it and you think it's a good game or you really, really love it and, you know, kind of hang on anything that's uh, associated. So this one definitely captures the same flair right off the bat that I felt when I first played the first Bioshock in Rapture. Um, totally different storyline, but still a lot of the same feel, just how immersive the city of um, Columbia. Columbia feels in terms of just how alive it is and how much stuff is going on. This one's a little different, though, also in the fact that there's just some normal people walking around, too. Yeah. Like, it's not just all slicers that have gone nuts and, like, everywhere you go, people are trying to kill you. Yeah. It's a little bit different because you have some mixed. Well, you were in Rapture after it Right, fell. after it fell. So it, it's, a to- it's a different feel compared to to rapture especially in that regard but it still has it is definitely its own world and it's really cool looking when have you gone by and listened to all those random people's uh their conversations are really Mm -hmm. neat so they kind of all thread into the plot yeah pay attention to those yeah i've paid a lot of attention to all i go and i stand in front of all the people that's what takes me so long i stand in front of all these people to listen to every single conversation conversation it takes me forever to get through one chunk of the game and I love, I mean, it's, it's the mature storytelling in video, using a video game as the, the tool. Right. Mm-hmm. And I love, you know, the, the posters and things you've seen, you see on the internet, you know, the fake oh, uh, yeah. facials. And yeah. the best one is the awesome game, no always online requirements, breaks sales records. Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you watching this, EA? 
Yep. Uh, hopefully a lot of companies are paying attention to that one. I mean, stop it. Yeah. Knock it off. It does nothing positive for you, everything negative for you, and they just proved it yeah. Yeah. with Bioshock Infinite. And as much as I think, as much as I like the second Bioshock, Bioshock one being my favorite all-time one, um, this has more of a feel of the first one, I feel like. I feel like it feels more like Bioshock 1 than it does 2. Well, I mean, Bioshock 2, you were returning mm-hmm. here. It's brand new. Well, you, they're, going, they're introducing mm-hmm. you to this new world like you were introduced in Bioshock. So it yeah. has that newness to it instead of returning to your old stomping ground. Exactly. And, and also remember that Bioshock 2 wasn't made by the same team. Right. Ken Irvine was not involved in Bioshock 2. So it was definitely a little bit different feel. I th- and I, I think everybody agreed that Bioshock 2 took a while to kind of ramp up to yeah. where you got, oh, okay, this story's really got good. Now I know where this is going. But the um, end game was good. On and Bioshock and I think they also suffered, again, because you were in the same place, you didn't have the same villain in Andrew Ryan, so it hurt them a lot because you had such a strong character from the first game. Whereas this game, it's a new setting, you kind of feel it's a fresh start, and so far the main antagonist has been interesting. Yeah. Because he's got the religious fever. The you know, prophet. Fever. This is going, Comstock. Yeah, yeah Comstock. Comstock. And he's, you know, you give some a guy a zealot-type behavior, it's like, ooh, that's, that's pretty harsh. Mm-hmm. So, which also brings us nicely into our call-in topic for today. Yes. So, yes. Which is. Which, what we want to know from you guys is we want a favorite quote of yours, but not a favorite quote from just anybody. We want your favorite villain quote. So, and why? And, wh- and why? Ah! One of your favorite videos, and you don't have to rank them or anything. So it's just one of your favorite villains quotes. Why do you like? And why? It can be from video Which games. It can be from movies. It can be from even books. Anything, any source. But it has to be the villain, the <laughs> bad guy, the antagonist of the story. See, my brain just went to "Would you kindly?" Yeah, and yeah. I, there was a great comic out there that I came across right after Infinite launched, and it's just the main. Your was your character's name Ryan. Or in what? In, in Ryan, in, in yeah. No, Ryan was Ryan the, was the, the first ba- one. The guy right. that built Rapture. Who's the Who's the guy? Who do you play in Infinite? What's oh, B- Booker Dewitt. Book- Dewitt. Um, they have him meeting Elizabeth, and Elizabeth saying, "Oh, would you please come over here?" And he's like, "Please? What is that? Some kind of posted nut suggestion?" <laughs> Shoves it <laughs> <away>. like, like, <laughs> <laughs> been a little scarred by your yeah. Yeah. experience. <laughs> nice. Well, my favorite is from Ryan, and it's. Uh, um, a human chooses a slave. A man, chooses. a man chooses a slave obeys. Yeah. So that's from Ryan in the fir- first first Bioshock. Yep, first Bioshock. <sighs> so that would be mine. Right on. It's my favorite quote. Cool. But yeah, would you okay. kindly? Is always it sticks to you because <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a huge. Well, everyone's got a part of it. Everyone has yeah. in the back of their head is you know is there going to be a wrinkle like that? Yeah, yeah like you're looking for it now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That, that comic spelled it. Like, out please, so thank you, sir. No! What? Right. <laughs> Who could kill Elizabeth? She's basically Belle from Beauty and the Beast. I mean, come on. Yeah, that was that's great. what. Pen- yeah, Penny I've Arcade seen a did that of, one. Yeah. yeah, they did a really good comparison. one. Comparison. Penny Arcade did one. Was, I expect to see him and her and Songbird doing a dance in right. the ballroom by the right. end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> have you met Songbird yet? No, I have not. No, I have not. Oh, yes, I have. Okay. Yes, I have. Um, not directly or directly or, cl- yeah. or closely. Well, pretty closely, like in your face, but other than very, that. Very, yeah. very reminiscent yeah. of the uh, Big Daddies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But bigger. Much, and, much uh, bigger. Creepier. And, I mean, the, the, yeah. the design of that one's very off-putting for some reason. It's, yeah. yeah, it's weird. Very, it's got like Osiris-y looking. Right. Yeah, it is kind of. 
Yeah. Really reminded me a little bit of like Stargate design. To yeah, it. it does a bit. It makes, makes my skin crawl for some reason. <laughs> they, 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 yeah. they did a really good job on some because it's like, ah, get off my screen, man. But anyway. <laughs> nice. Anyway, that brings us nicely to our first yes. break, yes. during which I can go smother my children with a pillow. Awesome. <laughs> My favorite villain. <laughs> right there. Just been Bang. said. <laughs> the, just been uttered. You are the Diet Coke of evil. That's right. <laughs> just one color. Not evil enough. <laughs> you are listening to Hardcore, live on Alpha Geek Radio. You can find us on the web at alphageekradio.com. Here come, for you, Daxa, some pubes. Yeah! This is Razorburn. We'll be back <laughs> right after this song for Daxa. Blame her. <laughs> Hey, Scott Johnson here from Frog Pants at frogpants.com, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Gaming world. <laughs> Casually hardcore. Excuse me. Hardcore. Hardcore. Continues hardcore. live on Alpha Geek Radio. 
with simulcast on versus the world radio vtwproductions.com this is geeks in the gaming world and some of us have actually been gaming yeah yeah myself think... included all right whoa what have you been playing just well that's cool okay panda land panda, panda land. land that's good i know yeah dax has spent some time in bioshock you've been a while and i've been playing still league of legends a lot uh Still has you, huh? Just a snatch. He's been co-opted. Played now for. Ask him how much money he spent now. Oh God, me? <laughs> I still no. I only spent the initial amount because I said you know I want, I want to have some points because I like. Weren't to you buy. buying something tonight? Oh no, no! I was going to spend my the in-game currency ah, okay. on that. So, but no, because they do sales every three days. But of course, so but the, of course, the real trick to League of Legends is: can you hold out until the guy you want or the skin you want is on sale? Some of our friends have not been able to do that <laughs> at all. Uh, but it's so I'm still I I spent thirty five bucks to get the initial amount of riot points, and I still have over 4,000 of them. So I'm, I'm, I've been holding strong. But we actually played now four PvP matches against other players. And three of them were just, we just crushed their souls. And then the fourth one was a battle we lost, but it was a really good fight. And we played against a couple really, really like, wow, okay, these guys really know what they're doing. Um, but it was a good, good fight. So it's, yeah, it's definitely holding my attention still in terms of just how much strategy. And it's also... This kind of goes into one of our stories we have. It's actually been the first game I can think of that I actually, while I was uh, you know, working from home, I threw up on the, the TV, uh, just through the Xbox, YouTube games of people of actual championship matches just to have those on, and they actually held my attention. So and I've never had a game watching somebody else play, unless I'm sitting right next to them or something, where watching other people play mm-hmm. is interesting to me. Just watching the play, or was there commentary? There was commentary as well, and so it helped kind of explain. You got definitely some more insight into what was happening in there, but it was both that and the play, just watching and being able to understand, like, oh, my God, that's really impressive they got out of that situation, or that was a really well-set-up kill that these guys did. On, and here's why. And here's why. And then you get really – the commentator is more helping with, like, what are they doing with their money? How are they doing their item bills and stuff like that? And so it makes me more interested now in one of our stories is the fact that Blizzard's trying to clean up their esports because they want StarCraft 2, obviously, to still be a very strong contender in the esport right. area. And they're trying to really streamline theirs down to create a North American league and kind of segment it the way Riot has a lot of their different championship leagues. Yeah, I mean, Riot is getting, not Riot, but League of Legends in general is getting something of a bad reputation for various tournaments not being good about paying. Right. In a timely manner or at all, via be it real world currency or in game currency, just some promises are not being kept. That's Looking at good. the League of Legends subreddit on Reddit, there's yeah. a lot of complaint. There were some some threads in there basically calling out these very specific tournaments, saying, oh, wow. "Hey, it has been seven months and nobody has seen Give me my money. a thin nickel." Yeah. So, hmm. and I think Blizzard wants to get ahead of that by dumping money into their system to say you will compete you will receive your prize in a timely manner um there'll be no fly by night um anything so it's there's a danger there that you know if there's tournaments and then no payout 
Right. Who's going to want to compete? Yeah, yeah, because it takes a lot of time and effort, especially right. if it's a tra- tournament you have to travel for, as well as just the amount of practice and everything it exactly. takes to get into it. And really, we're not it. talking about huge dollar amounts here either. It depends on the tournament, but yeah, I mean, some of them are the, the, 40, stu- the stuff that I was reading about. We're, we're not. They say that's you know that's the purse for the whole. Right. The individual right. people's payouts are not that great. So people are like, um, what's if you can't here? send me the three hundred dollars that yeah. I won. Uh, yeah, that's pretty pitiful. Yeah, yeah. So this is probably some. So I think Riot wants to get ahead of that as well to say um, we better put some limits on who's allowed to hold tournaments and maybe they put money in escrow so that we can make sure that people get paid. And yeah, we don't get this bad reputation for n- non-paying tournaments. Yeah, I think if you're doing something where you're if you if they want to make it a officially sanctioned tournament, then they mm-hmm. need to. They need to take some responsibility Absolutely. for that and yeah. make sure that they're, the ones that are put, putting that official tag on it are living Say, up to the well, standard. Well, basically, you, you get the official tag by ponying the money right, up front. Right, right, right. So give Riot the money and or or, or at least or, like or whatever a percentage party, or whatever. Yeah, some yeah. kind of guarantee that the the contestants will be paid. Interesting. Yeah. So, the first article you had here is yet again. Here we are again, kids. The games industry is dying again. Well, I mean, I think there's. I think the reasoning for why they brought it up was good. They're yeah. talking about console game industry. Well, they're just talking yeah. about in general. You game hear a houses. lot of people, oh, a lot of houses closing, or you hear about layoffs a lot in the gaming media. I mean, mm-hmm. LucasArts, right? Right. Which has been around since 1980, freaking three. Right. Closed down because the mouse came in and said, "No, we're going to license it to other people. We're not going to develop ourselves." See ya. So that's not insignificant. Um, no, right. long, long time development house. Yeah, they hadn't done anything particularly good, good in a while lately, but they had some stuff on tap. I mean, thirteen, thirteen looked well. That looked really good. But then it got awesome. it got shelved, and that's probably because they knew the whole mouse thing was coming. We probably. didn't, yeah. right? Um, and it may reading some articles. It may find a life through a licensed developer. It may see yeah. the light of day. We'll see. But this is from uh, PennyArcade.com, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Penny Arcade Report. They're getting the journalism. I know. Yeah, no. Awesome. Our boys are all grown up. Yeah. A, usually they have interesting articles. So. And the title is, Is the Games Industry Really Dying? Twisted Pixel's lead designer dives deep into layoff data. Yeah. Because there have been a significant number of layoffs in recent history. And so they have North American layoffs by percentage of total industry. And... <laughs> Our uh, yeah. leading the charge, IT, mm-hmm. uh, where Grail and I work, hmm, that makes me not feel, so good. That makes me feel real safe. Um, aviation was next worst. Pharmaceuticals was next worst, and then be- beneath that was gaming developers, and then a large jump down. The next step down was mining. Right. Um, so, two point four two percent. It's not perfect, but it's not the end of the world either. Stable manufacturing industries are around 1%, whereas riskier industries like technology are approaching 4%. Layoffs suck, but as an industry, we are not disintegrating, speaking as the gaming industry. So it's in the middle of the pack, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then they address the perception that our console developers getting laid off more. And the answer is no. Um, If you are working in an MMO, you're a lot more likely, not a lot more, but more likely to get laid off. It's about 38% of the layoffs have been in the MMO land, 34% in consoles, 4% 
only on the PC side, yeah. and 24% on mobile and social gaming, which has seen some, I think, right-sizing. I think that, that, that industry got a little bloated, and Zynga got the axe. Right. You know, oh, because they were trying to do too much, and people burned out on social gaming yeah. pretty quickly, so they were much too large. Yeah, I mean, I think they bring up some interesting metrics, though, around it. The fact that they also bring in, like, critic scores and pretty much shows that even if you make a really well-received MMO or social media game, it doesn't protect you from layoffs. You can still have closures. I mean, things like uh, Star Wars The Old Republic is proof of this. Um, some of the other uh, recent, uh, what is that, Studio 38 that closed down. Um, some of the big MMOs, no matter how good your game is, it doesn't necessarily translate into job security. Well, also, it, there's, there's job insecurity built into just the game because there's always the ramp up to launch. Yeah. And so after you launch a title, if there are other stuff that they're immediately plunging into, it's an almost guaranteed layoff situation where, okay, we've finished it, and we don't need nearly as many right. people here for maintenance Let's and patches. Back Let's back off and hopefully get some money from the initial sales. Yeah. Well, I know we talked about it last week or last the last show we did where it's, it, you know making an MMO is a huge risk. And this is also one of the big reasons you can have a lot of uh, turnover then in terms of having to let folks go. Uh, from a console standpoint, though, they also go on to speak that if you make – that's where the critic scores are much more – relevant to whether or not you're firing people if you're making a okay game chances are your studio is not going to do so well and you're going to have to let folks go if you're going in the consoles you really have to go for a really well received high uh highly regarded game to to stave off firings unless you're developing shovelware in which case you've sized your yeah. setup yeah. to a very small number of people who are just cracking cranking out the crap yeah at at low overhead and that's what you're designed to do and then the, the last metric was basically if you're in austin uh texas or boston massachusetts you're in trouble because yeah. that's where unfortunately where a lot of the mmo houses that have closed as well as some of, of the, the social de- development houses are at uh overseas uh the united kingdom took the brunt of the closures uh mainly due to their concentration of sub 80 uh score metacritic studios and offshoot publishers that are reducing overall size. So those are the places you do not want to be in the game industry at this point in time. The moral of the article is it is a a sucky time to be in the industry, but it is not the end of the industry. It is is an adjustment to the realities of what consumers are buying. And it's not the suckiest industry to be in either. No. Nope. So. There's high profile because we, we, as the consumers, we cheer them on. Yeah. Because you know, we, we root for these developers because they bring us these wonderful things. Right. Well, we also tend to track it a lot more, too. Like, yeah. I mean, how many times have you gone and said, well, I wonder if my power company laying people off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> is the power on? Yes. Who cares? Then? I mean, it's unfortunately <laughs> the way a lot of people probably look at that. Whereas this, I mean, it's, it's almost, to use a, the sports analogy, it's like tracking your team and seeing that your team is like, go with some people. You're right. like, hey, what's going on here? So. So, yeah. uh, much more, much more emotionally involved, I think, in this. Well, and also we were, you were talking about you know the ratings and mm-hmm. reception of the games being very important. Another article you put in here from GameInformer.com: games that turned hype yeah. into disappointment. Yes. Um, so, and the the lead one should not surprise anyone. Spore. Yeah. Well, and they also, of course, you know, the 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 latest lead one. The is, recent one is Colonial Marines. Yeah, Colonial Marines getting canceled for the Wii U because it's that crappy of a game. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, that thing launched with such unbelievable bugs. I mean, just you saw. I've seen videos of just the Xenomorph AI behavior, 
and just basically as you know, we're sitting in front of you going squat, 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 yeah. squat, squat, squat. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, um, <laughs> quality control, guys. <laughs> Learn it. Fine. <laughs> if that thing kills us, it's going to teabag us. <laughs> Pretty much. Who, yeah, who, who inserted the teabag code into the Xenomorph? Come on. Uh. And there's the title for the show. Who put the teabag code into the Xenomorph? Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, Spore is a game I never played. And but it was, I mean, it was a all a new game. Yep. Um, and they way overpromised. Yeah. And massively underdelivered. Oh yeah. It was still, if they hadn't overpromised, I think it probably would have been really well received. Yeah. Because the game was fun for what it was. Um, it was taking. You know, civilization mm-hmm. and going to the extremes of okay, let's go from one cell right, right forward, right. But they were obviously grasping for ways to make okay those steps of developing from a single-celled organism into a full, upright, breathing, walking yeah. creature. How do you make that interesting? Right, exactly. right, right. And the way they made it interesting was to make it happen really fast and get through that part and basically into the civilization-like yeah. eras. The only twist being this, these are creatures that you have designed instead of humans. Right. And the thing that they didn't deliver on was the promise that once you evolved your planet and left the planet, you were supposed to be able to go and interact with other races in the galaxy. Mm. And that wasn't there at launch and oh. was really under-delivered uh, when it finally was patched in. So people basically very quickly got to the point where, okay, I've evolved my world. Now what? I've got my three-legged hoop snarks with stalk eyeballs and, <laughs> and that fart helium. Whatever. Yeah. Now I want to go... Fart on some other worlds. Go fart on some other worlds. <laughs> See if they fart methane Got or it. argon or whatever. <laughs> so it just, the, the oh. they feel burned through the content yeah. too quickly. And it's just that they way overpromised. Yep. <laughs> oh, well. But yeah, they have some other games. Like Two Human is a game I played a little bit of. It was fun, but definitely not as good as it could have been. I mean, it was an interesting concept, like techno-Vikings, basically. Uh, I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm kind of a god. I can run around. I got all this technology, and it just was like, but it's still re- very repetitive gameplay. Hmm. Uh, Homefront, again, I th- it, this was just the wrong time. First-person shooters, especially modern first-person shooters, we've kind of hit the same wall that we hit with World War II shooters, mm-hmm. where it was like, there's just so many of them right now. It's like, eh, I mean, I saw a preview today. I don't know if, if you guys have had a chance to watch, like, the gameplay footage for Battlefield 4. No. It looks good. It's like, oh, that's really pretty. But I don't know how many more times I can blow up people with modern-day weapons. It's getting a little, little the same way I felt with the Call of Duty series when it was, like, Call of Duty 3, and I'm still shooting Panzerfausts, and I'm still using my Garands and stuff like that. Because you're, like, eh. you're locked into reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of reality's like, been done to death. Meh. So, I mean, they need a different period or, or something, I think, to shake that up. Uh, Dragon Age 2 is probably one of the biggest. I loved the first Dragon Age. I thought it was a brilliant game. And I was like, oh, I can't wait for 2. And then I read the reviews and went, 
Nah. No. <laughs> I can wait. <laughs> so well, another one that you you guys touched on earlier. They mentioned Bioshock Two. Yeah. Uh, since the original Bioshock is a tough act to follow. Right. Bioshock Two did its best with a return to Rapture and plenty of cool story moments. The idea of playing as a big daddy got people pumped. Yeah. But the reality was that the that subject Delta didn't feel drastically different from any other FPS protagonist. Also, while Rapture was great the first time, going back to the well for the, uh, for the setting meant that the world didn't feel fresh. Thankfully, we have Columbia now. Right. <laughs> so we accidentally already talked about that. Yes. And that was really that's brilliant. You're re- going back to the same place again. You can never have that ooh yeah. factor. Yeah. But they can still make a great story. I mean, I still yes. I still liked it, and the but ending you, was still really good. Yeah. But, but it with wasn't. Infinite, you have a great story. Yes. And, and new you're, stuff. you're skating from right. sky building to sky building on your whatever on the, the hell rails. they call it. On the Those rails. are so yeah. great. It's so much fun. The, the problem <laughs> with that is, is it takes like five to six years for something like that to come out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so not true. longer. Some things are worth waiting yeah. for. Oh, no. It, it was definitely worth it. But mm-hmm. if you want, you know, you got to, we just need other studios to jump in with great worlds and great stories and be just completely awesome. And just yeah. remember your storytellers. That's yeah. all the advice we can give you. You know, everything is about good storytelling. It always comes down to it. It what? always comes down to good storytelling. Good it, shows, good books, good games. Depends. What did we like pretty much most about Old Republic? The fact that they made you feel like yeah. your yeah. character had a storyline. Right. And they really gave you all the assets, all the, all the recorded dialogue and all that stuff. And you, had, you felt like your character was growing and doing stuff. They, you know, they did that to a greater extent than World of Warcraft did. Oh, yeah, without um, a doubt. It just, the, you got to end game and there was nothing more to do. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I didn't put the story in here, but there's also, they're doing their first expansion for Old Republic. It's like the Hut cartels or yes. something, something along those lines. Um, and I, I kind of read through the article and it was like, you know, they, they expand the level to 55 and they continue your personal storyline oh. on this new world. I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. And then they're like, yeah, we, you know, we checked it out. There's a lot of good content here and there's, they actually added in, you know, new, Dailies, and I was like, oh, dailies. man, just thinking about dailies, dailies. I was just like, oh. no, I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, no, I'm... I can't I'm, stand dailies. I can't. The thought of it just kind of turned my stomach, so I was like, well, oh, well. No, I'm free of that now. We'll you know. have to, back. have to wait for somebody else to give us We've a, been unchained. A yeah, I can't, can't listen to that anymore. You um, know what? Another thing that actually, there was another thing we were, um, that I got an email from that isn't on here. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to have to send that link to Barry, see if I can find my email. But basically, it was, um, it's called the Stinky Board. Stinky Board. <laughs> oh, the foot controller. The foot yes. controller. Yes. So that- I'm not sure what to make of that one. I mean, they're, Why they're- would they call it Stinky? I have no idea. What's going to happen to a sweaty gamer's foot? I know, but They're just on, embracing man. reality. <laughs> they, should, they should send you a can of Lysol with it. Yeah. Like Your first so accessory. Tough act in Boom. Tough act in Oh, but yeah. basically, and there has been a lot of times when, when we were playing WoW that I was like, I wish that there was something where I could just hit something somewhere else because I don't have enough hands right, right. to do this. So I totally understand where they're coming from. And when they showed the um, the video, they did, um, they had a little, a little uh, picture of the actual foot 
control on the yeah. side, and they told you what they were stepping on to press certain things. So they even right. had them playing WoW. And yeah. when they would do a certain action in WoW, they showed it on the controller what, something with their what foot. they were tapping with their foot. Yeah. So you wouldn't have to get your hands off your, your Tapping cheeks. on their stink board. Yeah, yeah. on their stink board. Well, it's a, it's stink board. It apparently had like four directions it to it. It has four so directions. front, back, side to side. You can actually do four, map four different controls. And then if you hold down alt and shift and control, that can, you know, basically make it so you have 16 different mappable buttons to this thing. Awesome. Yeah. Which is cool. It's cool. But it's it's interesting. I'd have to. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's really weird. And the name really turns me off. <laughs> the, the, the name turns me off. But I could see if you got good with it, it just adds another thing where you can basically have three to four simultaneous actions going at the same time. Well, I can see you know a hardcore StarCraft two player. Oh yeah. Yes. Adopting this mm-hmm. and increasing their actions per minute noticeably. Yeah. yeah. Just because you know the fingers can only really fly so fast, right? Exactly. And if you, can, you know, just have that be like your control key, which changes your keystroke, where you don't actually have. To, yeah, you don't even need that anymore. So yeah, if you just map like control it's just, and it's, alt, it's one shift. you know one more way you can. That's interesting. Pre-program important yeah. events. Nuclear launch detected. What? I, you know, no. and I think it's because they were starting a Kickstarter, right, is what was going on. Yeah. So they, they have the board. They have the design. It's actually physically working right now. They have yep. one that works. And they want, I think it's like 75000 yeah. yeah. They want to try to get $75,000 to go ahead and market it. So, um, yeah, so it's out there on a, on a Kickstarter somewhere if you want to go look it up. It's the Stinky Board. Stank Board. Stinky and. Board, yeah. Barry put the link to the actual website in IRC. So awesome. Perfect. We're good. But, yeah, they, uh, it's, it's, it's curious. I don't know if I would actually use it, though, or not. You know what? If someone gave me one, I would totally try it out. Yeah. Like, if I was given one, I would test it out. Why not? Yeah, I, I haven't gone back, but I had tried briefly the Razer Naga. Which is oh, the yeah. I, that's had, what it has happens. the twelve, but yeah. my hand was just too damn big for it. Really? In subsequent years, they come out with a version that is larger. Yeah. This was the the first generation. Oh, okay. So I understand the desire to mm-hmm. have more buttons. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love my Naga. Yeah. Naga. 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 Yeah, Naga. it's it's super useful in like uh, Mech Warrior. Mm-hmm. I find it to be extremely useful there. It was useful uh, for Chivalry. Uh, League of Legends, it's a little bit useful just because the the default number mappings maps to my items. So it's kind of nice. cool to have that when I remember to use my damn items. But nonetheless, <laughs> at least it's there. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I could ever go back to having a two-button. You know, <laughs> merely. Yeah, t- merely two thumb buttons. Like, I need that. That bank of buttons there. It's just so much easier. It's too confusing for me. I can't handle all those yeah, buttons. It's, just, it's mu- muscle memory. It's too many yep. freaking it's buttons. All just all kinesthetics, baby. It's like a million. So sneak, sneak one more in here from GameSpot. Okay. We touched on this a little bit earlier. Blizzard un- unveils revamped $1.6 million 2013 StarCraft II tournament season. Yeah. Developer reveals overhaul to World Championship Series. Co-founder Mike Morheim discusses the changes. And then Blizzard announced that we'll use both... GOM TV and On GameNet in South Korea, Major League Gaming in North America, and Turtle Entertainment's Electronic Sports League in Europe. Each will operate their region's WCS League for the year. There will be three separate seasons in 2013, each with regional finals and then a season finals event. A unified global player ranking system will be established with points given to players at each event, culminating with the top 16 players in points 
vying for a spot to be called world champion at BlizzCon Global Finals. Finals, finals. <laughs> Next year, there will be four seasons. So they're trying to bring some unity yeah. to it across the regions where this is popular mm-hmm. and codify the point system. Yeah. So you win a tournament, you get points, that, and you can clearly see where you stand in the world because there's one mothership that keeps track of everything. Right. That makes perfect sense. And they're trying to exert a level of control over making the official tournaments versus the you know, Bob's tournament, which you can do to promote yourself or to practice and sure. win whatever they're offering to, to win. But clearly delineate, okay, but if you want to go for world champion, you better participate this in is the this, league this, 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 and yeah. this. Yeah. If your points aren't going up on this board, your points don't matter. Mm-hmm. Not unlike whose line is it anyway. Right. No. Which is returning to the air, by the way. Oh, okay. With a Really? With Aisha Tyler as the host. Oh, nice. So she can bring some for what's her character's name in Archer? Alana. 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 Alana! What? So as much as I will miss Drew Carey in that role, I think Aisha has a chance of making it awesome. Oh, yeah. She's funny. I've watched some of her stand up, and she's yeah, she really does good stand up. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting, she mostly plays that character totally straight. Yeah, she's 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 the straight man in those. Pretty episodes. much, yeah. She's a lot a lot of the time for yeah. sure. But anyway, <laughs> um, so Blizzard again wanting to make sure that StarCraft remains a force in the uh, yeah electronic gaming world. I think that's good. Yeah, I mean, because I... they probably feel a little threatened by LOL because like, who's who's this upstart that's getting all the press? Right. Because it used to be StarCraft, 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 right. StarCraft all the time, and there still are major StarCraft. You know, Brood War tournaments mm-hmm. still existing out there. They I think they want to try and ensure that two yeah, really. gains gains and retains traction for the you know for another twelve, fifteen year run. Right, right. We shall see. We shall see. They're willing to pony up the money for it and help esports and directly or indirectly indirectly help uh you know the total biscuits of the world go T B go. Right. Speaking earlier about commentators. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a whole, obviously, surrounding industry to the actual Growing. I've been kind of watching that with interest just because we we worked with TV back in the Wild Radio days, so we kind of cheer him on as the, hey, I know that guy. Yeah. Um, Plus, he's a fun guy. He's he's fun, and (laughs) he knows how to commentate. Exactly. He's really entertaining to listen to, and he's just as cynical and and callous and uh, coarse as ever. Yeah. Um, so he's one of the most no no BS people that I know, which makes him oh, for sure cheer that on too. He's like, yay, say the things that we all think real hard, but don't say ourselves. <laughs> go, go, go. But anyway. Yeah. And so, I think you know the other big thing for commentary is that you have these commentators that are able to articulate what's happening. And make it Make it understand. Not only understand, but actually really explain why the strategy is working, why this is, is doing well, even if they themselves can't execute it, which right. is, again, very much like sports. Regular you know, sports it, it does have the, the, a very close relationship. Um, so, yeah, it makes it, makes it interesting. Yes. Which brings us nicely to our next break. You are listening to Hardcore on Alpha Geek Radio. Find us on the Book of Faces. We're in there. You can just do a search there for Casually Hardcore. You will find us. We've actually been gaining a, a lot of uh, likes in the last couple of months. We, we broke Why? Up. I don't think we've been posting anything. 
Don't know. Been pimp- I've been pimping a little bit, but we broke the 1,200 barrier and we're continuing to ascend. So thank you, all people, new people who have been liking the Facebook page. Um, follow us on the tweeters. Remember, we made the change. So it's Alpha Geek Radio for the station in general and Hardcore Casuals for just casually hardcore. Your favorite show on the interwebs. <laughs> Who's Commander Shepherds? <laughs> exactly. So says the beginning of every episode. What more do we need? What more do you ask for? We'll be back right after this. Title and background music for this production provided courtesy of Sean Beeson, composer for media. Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson.com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N.com. Calling, leave me a message, please Tell me what day and what month and what year it is Cause I'm not here, no baby, I'm not home The lights are on for sure, but maybe the occupants have flown I'll catch you later, love, uh-oh, goodbye Got to fly, got to fly, I got to fly I don't know how you got the stomach for reality when you could go circle the stars. You wouldn't believe where I've been. Just to say, commit some freakishly fabulous finds. My corpse has been here, but my mind's covered miles. I'm craving altitude, so kindly step aside. I got to fly. Fly. I've seen such things. I've been tasting lights and touching voices And you can't wet my wings I'll be back to pay the bills for practicality My poison, my joy, so let me go, love, recognize I got to fly I got to get you, got to fly Thank you for calling, leave me a detailed message please Tell me what day and what month and what year it is I'm gonna bring you back the goblet and the sword and the flower I'm gonna mount a rescue love, I'm gonna lay siege to the tower I need adventure love, so let me off this rock Because I fully understand The minute that I land I gotta trip, I gotta take, I gotta call, I gotta make I gotta run, I gotta do, I gotta follow up I gotta clean, I gotta send, I gotta find, I gotta get, I gotta give, I gotta go through that pile. I got a list, I got a note, I got a job, I got a vote, I got to read, I got to write, I got to get my sleep tonight. I gotta go, I got a goal, I got a trim, I got to be, I got to buy, I got to try and hit the gym. And I gotta pray, I gotta think, I got to go, I need a drink, I gotta learn, I gotta plan, gotta squeeze you in. I got a million miles to go, I got an endless road to hoe, so when I got time to blow, I got to go. I've seen such things you wouldn't believe And I've been hearing shadows and smelling noises And you can't clip my wings 
in some metaphor sense Cause I can imagine a reality Where all of my choices are Meaningful, critical, beautiful, bold It makes a waking world look so dead cold Where consequences really proceed from our acts Where the truth might for once line up with the facts What a world, what a world If I can imagine it so Imagining must matter and that's why I got to go Soon, if you should get a message from the dark side of the moon, you'll know that that's me. Baby, you'll know I'm there. The reception's lousy, baby, but the view's beyond compare. So if you wanna call shotgun on my rocket, well, you ought to, baby. Let's, let's, baby, let's, let's, let's fly. I got to Ditch the sad cynic saying we're all the same Saying we got no really real adventures left to our names And no love and no truth and no spark and no mystery But I gotta take it off this rock and I'm history Researched Chaos Casually Hardcore continues live on alphageekradio.com Moving onward into Research Chaos Which is brought to you by... All of you who participate in the all-volunteer research thread, for which we are eternally thankful. You bring us the great and the awesome and the wonderful and the weird from the web and help us serve it up weekly or semi-weekly as, since we took yeah. the week off. Hope everybody had a wonderful, safe, and joyous holiday last week. Yeah. We certainly vegged out. Uh, we're very slothful here. Yeah, so were we. There was just not a lot going on. We were too exhausted from the week. Actually, no, I shouldn't say I was slothful. That's when I got on the damn plane. And oh. So oh, yeah, we got go. up really early, did, did baskets with the kids, and then said, okay, <laughs> bye. See ya. <laughs> off, off the airport we went. Yeah. All right, so contributors to this week's thread, which was entitled The Reborn Casuals. Right. Do you feel particularly reborn? No. No? No. 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 Me neither. Not really. I guess we're doing it wrong. Yeah. But our contributors this week include, I'll just lead with this one, Boba Fetish. (laughs) Mac Bit, not to be confused with Mac Butt, and he of the sultry, sexy foreigner voice, Aid. 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 She's already drifted off into a a reverie of remembering (laughs) Aid's voice. (laughs) (sighs) No. A little bit. What? Nothing. Nothing Just at all. Lead with something. All right. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. So this was a interesting one that we have stores are now <laughs> talking about charging $5 as a just-looking fee. Uh-huh. See, I didn't read that one. Oh, well, of course. That's totally the way to defend against... Yeah. So uh, this is against the online presence of things like Amazon, or just pretty much everywhere has online shopping available. They've called it showrooming. Showrooming is when you go in and you look at the item and fondle it physically and make sure that it meets all your... Size, dimensions, whatever. <laughs> Touch it. Love, love it. it. 
No, you're actually able to see the item up close and determine if you want to buy it. And then oftentimes, while in the store, you start looking online for prices and you Just find, to add insult to injury. You find <laughs> that Amazon sells it for like $15 less or whatever, and you buy it there and have it shipped to you. Absolutely. So you can get that with item, you know, clothing, those type of things. Uh, you know, pretty much across the gamut. So what we're, they're starting to see is stores are saying this. The the store in question was actually in Australia, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, is posting basically it costs you five dollars just to browse, and if you buy something, you we will back. deduct that five dollars from your purchase, and you know, you're, you're not spending. It's just for those that come into kind of window shop or mm-hmm. showroom, as they call it. I don't know. If that's going to catch on or not, I don't know if it's a the best way to defend against online prices. Why don't you just get better prices? Hey, why not give us a compelling reason to buy it from you? Yeah. I mean, Fry's Electronics right in town has a huge banner on their buildings that says, we match internet prices. Right. I mean, Ta-da! because if you're already there, you don't have to wait for your game to get to you. Even if you have Amazon Prime like we do, it mm-hmm. still takes two days. Well. You don't have to wait. For the moment. Right, for the moment. Yeah, because everyone, you know, Google, or not Google, Amazon is moving towards same-day delivery. Right, right. So, and I think the retailers fear that day. Yeah. Well, yeah, then that'll be an issue. But, I mean, come on. This is more, though, for the retailers that have it as an, a physical item you need to have, though. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, with games, it may not even matter so much because, you know, next consoles are probably all going to be streaming content anyways. At least they'll have that as a major option. But if you're going for, like, a new drill or something like that and you want to see it, you walk into Home Depot, you check it out, and then go, okay, I'm going to buy this off of Lowe's Online or right. something. Or, you know, who knows, wherever they would actually buy it from that's a cheaper price. And, yeah, I think the no matter how if you charge a fee for it, it just makes me then – Go to a different store that won't charge a fee, exactly. and at least they have a chance that I might pick up Impulse something buy. while I'm there. Yeah, exactly. and go, you know, I'm, I might be able to get the drill here, but I need to buy screws. Which, you know, what's what's the point of saving two pennies on screws? I'll just buy them here. So at least you're making some sort of sales. So I don't know if this is the best way to com- combat that. I mean, you have to either match the pricing or have items that aren't available online, right? That you can only get in store. Absolutely. And so. I worked in retail for. Ten long years. Mm -hmm. And I saw very often, especially when price matching was becoming a big deal, the buyers would go out and deliberately get exclusives. So we have a model of this VCR that is only sold at this retailer, making price matching impossible. And nine times out of ten, it was like a tiny, tiny difference. Like it was a, a model color difference, difference right. yeah. or you a know, beige stripe instead yes, of a red stripe. Right. Exactly. But it was, all they needed to do was get it to be a different model number and say, "Oh, I'm sorry, I can't, can't price that. It's not the same one." Which again, I think was the wrong attitude. Right. Uh, Should have gone. It's pretty close. We'll price match. Right, but the thing is, the price matching only works if you're running your retail organization efficiently enough that you can afford to do that and not lose right. money on every sale. The problem that the retailers are really running into is that Amazon is running a tighter ship than they are, yeah. and they can sell at lower dollar and still make the same profit margin right. as the retailers can because they don't have to maintain this brick-and-mortar presence. They don't have to maintain the showroom because, well, Best Buy is doing it for yeah, them. Other yeah, other companies do it. Now, so nice. when that goes away... 
what will the shopping look like next? We won't have an option to showroom because all the showrooms will go out of business. Right. As we've been watching over the years, you know, CompUSA, Circuit City, Best, Best Buy is on the cusp of, of collapsing. I think a lot of that has to do with the type of retail you're in. Because, for example, the retailer I work for does an amazing job of having the right product at the right price with the right type of customer service. For goods like they do, clothing, that's a very in-person thing. Well, but like shoes, Zappos is sells thousands and thousands and thousands of shoes. And shoes, you can, you, can, you, know, you can learn what your size is, and you can learn that a particular size from a particular maker fits you well, and you feel confident buying it without trying it on. But you, we still sell millions of them. Right. Because, at great prices. Because you get to the store, and it's the, I'm actually trying it on. You can't try on, and you, in the back of your head is the knowledge that it's not going to fit when it gets here. Yeah. Right. And... You, so, yes, they have a great return policy, but just that much hassle, and that much longer you go before you have the thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas with a piece of electronic equipment, there's no sizing. There's no personalization. Yeah. Yeah. It does the same thing if you buy it from place A as place right. B. There's no fitting. There's no, you know, does it look good with my autumn complexion? <laughs> um, when I'm clearly a winter. Right, yeah. obviously. Um so this works for some types of retail and not mm-hmm. as much for others. I think there'll always be a place for clothing stores because that's very much a got to get in there, try it on, find my size, hit the clearance racks because they're clearance. It's on yeah. sale. I it's must on buy it. Sale. Um, and or in my case, I go in and realize, hey, nobody carries tall. I'm out of here. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think again, it comes back to entertainment. Entertainment mm-hmm. retailers, Best Buy, yes, absolutely, uh, movies, games, you know, whatever. They're the ones that because it's always the same, no matter where you go, right. and you don't really need that hands-on feel with them. Well, Whereas, you've seen you've seen that drive for the pre the pre-order um, differences. Sure, the packages you you, right. you pre-order from Gamespot, you get this armor. Yeah. You pre-order from Best Buy, Best Buy you, get this, you get this other else. armor. Yeah, Amazon gives you this. To try and give them a compelling reason why, no, you got to order it from us. Right. ours exactly. is cooler. Well, they had, like, on Reddit, they had it on the, the video game sale page for Bioshock Infinite. They had a chart that was like yeah, that a freaking flow ten, chart. Ten different places <laughs> yeah, and all the various deals. And the guy that put it together did a nice job of also giving commentary as to why each deal is good and who it's meant if for. If this is what you're interested yeah. in, this is great for you. Yeah, right. You know? right. So, I mean, yeah, definitely interesting. So, well, there you go. So keep that eye out that who knows, one day you may walk in and be told to Five put, bucks. Put it's like a cover charge. Yeah. <laughs> I think more likely you're going to walk up to the store and realize, oh, it's closed. It's closed, yeah. yeah. See it, find us online. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at <right>. Amazon.com. <laughs> anyway. Anyhow. So there's a one that's almost completely visual, so we'll put it in the uh, show notes. But it's from Mashable.com. It's oh, yes. Doctor Who explained in 25 GIFs. Yeah. And it is it's a, cute. A, nice, a nice little cute summary of going back to the original you know, 1960s uh, William Hartnell Doctor Who and forward. Yeah. Just kind of explaining yes. here's where it all came from. 
And here's you know, so if a someone real, if, I mean, it was it's really focused on the relaunch though. Most yeah, of it, yes, and Absolutely. it's 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 meant to get somebody who's very new to the series able to watch the new episode. Well, and the headers here tell you: Classic Doctor Who started in the '60s and ended in 1989. Right. BBC revived the show in 2005, amassing a gigantic following. Yeah. Over the past 50 years, there have been 11 Doctors. While the actors change, the character doesn't. Right. That's because he regenerates into another body. The current Doctor is played by Matt Smith. The Doctor travels in a time machine called the TARDIS, time in a relative dimension in space. So they just go through and yeah. give you the, the Cliff's Note versions with animated GIFs. Right. Uh, if you want to get into Doctor Who and understand any character references that might be made. So they hit all the major uh, companions. Yeah. So they have Rose, they have Martha, they have Donna, the Pons. <laughs> and then you have the Pons, parentheses, long story with strange dynamics, and parentheses. Right. Um, but they all eventually leave, and everyone cries, and they have gifts of the various doctors yeah. dying. Yeah. So it brings you up to speed nicely, <laughs> so you can jump in and say, oh, I, I recognize that person as being River Song. That gif of Matt Smith crying, it just, it's so, it may, okay, the one of uh, David Tennant crying, crying makes in me the rain. sad, it makes me so <laughs> sad, and then the one of Matt Smith crying just makes me laugh. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it just, it's so funny. Well, I when you put it up against David Tennant yeah. emoting like crazy... <laughs> While standing in the rain. Right. <laughs> it's just, it's it's just not the not same. No, it's not the same at all whatsoever. So if you want to be brought to speed, we'll post that in the, uh, <laughs> in the show notes. Right. And a wild eye has appeared. Yes. So where did you want to take it next? Well, this one was probably, I don't know, I'm not even sure why I put it in here, but it was so such weird. a weird story. That a Japanese manga has done an adaptation of Steve Jobs' biography. But of oh, course. Yeah. And it's done like a teenage, meant for teenage boy and girl manga. Right. With dreamy Steve Jobs. Dreamy, <laughs> dreamy Steve Jobs. <laughs> Who's got angst and goes to college. And I love how they say in a two page span, he goes from e- eating candy from one of his teachers to taking LSD. <laughs> 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 it's like, that's awesome. <laughs> Sums up the man. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently it goes from early life up until the point he meets uh, Steve Wozniak mm-hmm. and, uh, the you know, the formation of Apple, at least in this first series. So right. we'll we'll see where the story goes. But, yeah, it's, it's an interesting take. And apparently they do actually open up with a lot of summary from the biography in the manga, and then it gets into more standard manga fare, right. which, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Anything can become a manga. Well, I mean, it's just indicates the degree to which Steve Jobs penetrated the worldwide yeah. psyche. Well, and said in Japan, he's apparently like a household name, like very well known there. I believe it. So, interesting, interesting uh, story. Jobs, uh, yeah, on. Oh, Jobson. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> what? Anywho. So, I don't know. How you much put this. it in the notes. I just put the story there. I didn't put bad accent. <laughs> <laughs> No one was do must no one was read the story in bad Japanese yeah, exactly. accent. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> must have touchpad. <laughs> no camera. Camera no, not ready. Camera. Uh, oh. We went for number two. We yeah. sell many, many iPad. So the other story though is a couple write ups on the Razor's Edge. Their their ultra book tablet gaming platform thing. I had hands on this thing oh, did you? at CES. Okay. Tremendous potential. I mean, it's basically mm-hmm. a core. There's a core i5 and a core i7 Ultrabook. Yeah. With all these clamp-on accessories. So they had it docked with a television. Right. 
They had the uh, analog control sticks on either side of the tablet. They had just playing directly on the tablet. You could dock it in a regular laptop. Yeah. And so it's it's basically just a gaming laptop in tablet form. It's Windows 8 with all the tablet support. Well, this one was interesting, and we'll have Barry post, because there's two different reviews of it, and I found there were some differences between the reviews, one being from Gizmodo that really goes into it and lists a lot of the negatives, downsides right. to it, whereas the Penny Arcade Report does a good review, but they really say, here's what you could really use it for. Right. Well, the, the, the lead in the Gizmodo version is Razor Edge Review. So heavy, so expensive, so awesome. Yeah. I mean, both seem to really like what it does. But, it's a first-generation effort. But I think Gizmodo kind of sums it up like, should you buy this? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. hell like, no. You, unless Don't you have it. the money sitting around, because right now it, uh, even the base model is like 1300 Right. So you're it's pretty much buying an Ultrabook. But it has the capabilities of an Ultrabook. It does have it. Somewhat, it just, but it doesn't have the battery life of an Ultrabook. It uh, has, doesn't have the responsiveness in terms of the touchscreen compared to like a Surface Pro, um, let alone the iPad. They go on to say, but you know, the Penny Arcade report brings up the fact that you can use it easily as a LAN device. If you actually do still do LAN gaming, you can take this sucker with you and just plop it down, have a keyboard and mouse, and you're ready to go. And they were running Crisis 2, Black Ops 2. I mean, they ran some, some decently uh, video-intensive games on it, and it uh, handled it like a champ. So if that's still something you partake in, this might be a worthy, worthy thing to consider. But battery life, they said, is a three-hour max, one hour if you're playing with the brightness up and stuff like that. Mm. So not exactly airplane-friendly even, for, mm. right. unless you're taking a very short trip. <laughs> or sitting in business class and have a power outlet. Right, right. Exactly. That works. Which if you probably are if you're affording this type of gaming machine to start with. So, <laughs> hey, true. there you go. <laughs> so, go for it. Yeah. So, something to consider. But I mean, somebody, somebody had to make the first one. Right, right. That's a good, good step. And, and maybe it's something they can incorporate into other, like the Surface might incorporate these yeah. add-on attachments and stuff like that. Well, just looking at this table here, comparing first-gen iPad mm -hmm. to second-gen. Second gen, Heavier, shorter battery life, mm -hmm. missing the camera, yep. more expensive. Yep. Just a year later, right? Thirty-three percent thinner, twenty percent longer battery life. Yeah. Better screen, camera added. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with the iPhone. I mean, mm -hmm. last week with the iPhone four, four S, and then the five, it's a huge difference. Between so, them. so if yeah. they can sell enough to continue sure. development. Um, I think there's potential here because people are already using tablets for gaming. Right. This one is just one that is meant for it. Meant for Plays. to play the full strength games. Yeah. Not just ones that were dumbed down to run to on a mobile it. processor. Exactly. Right. right. But yeah, the challenges are obvious there as far as well, if you're going to run full on 3D graphics at full speed, at full frame rate. Heavy, hot. Heavy, hot, and. Low battery life. Well, but they're, they're, they've chosen a good time. I mean, the Ultrabook Initiative already encourages the. And there are the development of the tiny, tiny nanometer processors for portables where they don't throw off as much heat as they used to and run at full speed and don't drink the battery as badly. You're not sacrificing anything to get into this thing. It's, right. a, it's the same processor you're going to have in your desktop, pretty much. I mean, it's Core i7 chipset with all the trimmings. And 
this is the first time this has been possible. It'll only get better from here. Because um, Intel is really making a lot of inroads with, and they've really surpassed AMD with their mobile processors. And this is where it's paying off in spades. So here's hoping that this is the first of many and it will only get better from here. Yeah, better and cheaper. <laughs> That's yeah. what better means. That's yeah. right. That's right. Uh, since we got some time, I wanted to go back to one from the gaming Do section, it. though, as well, which was the guy makes full-blown game in Excel. Oh, yeah, that one was really cool. Yeah, this one was pretty snazzy in that he took about four months to code a basic uh, kind of role-playing game where you go in and you fight different monsters and you level your guy up, and it, but it's done completely using just macros in Excel. Um, which is pretty impressive. You can actually download the game for free. It just it runs on, I think, 2007 on. You can uh, uh, use the game for that. Uh, and it's funny, when they interview the uh, designer on it, he goes on to say, you know, he goes, oh, I love gaming. I love to do this. One of my favorite games to play is EVE, Eve Online. Online. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> Yeah. Adventures yeah. <laughs> in spreadsheets. You are reinforcing yeah. the stereotype. It's like, and he's an accountant. Yep. Yes, yes. he's an accountant. Yeah. But his his game had like it has two thousand random enemies, one thousand random items, has three different endings depending on yeah. your choices. So it's it's a full everything game. Mass Effect Three was supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's based on your decisions. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, you get three different colors. But it's um it's interesting. And done entirely using Excel macros. Done yeah. entirely using Excel. It's pretty impressive. Um Yeah, four different endings depending on how pl- players tackle the adventure. That's the same number of endings as Mass Effect three. Love that line. <laughs> Before the DLC. Yeah. It's it is uh you know, having a job that has me working in Excel a lot. Uh-huh. I have become convinced there's nothing that Excel can't do with the <laughs> with the right formulas. It'll do anything. It will tell you the meaning of life if you well, code it correctly. I mean, the spreadsheet software, so VisiCalc basically, sure. is the reason we have microcomputers. Oh yeah, at all today, because Lotus One Two Three came around shortly thereafter, and was the reason they caught on mm-hmm. because it took this generic tool, this, this, this math engine that people were, had been playing with for years. I mean, there, there were computer clubs and sure. you know, Heathkit had any number of things you could buy and build. And they're basically glorified calculators. And then came this tool you could use to program it to do specific tasks. Mm-hmm. And it was in a nice familiar format because spreadsheet comes from a real spreadsheet. Right. Those, those grids right. are what accountants used to write big pieces of paper yeah. and write in their equations. And this was just lifting that idea and putting it on a computer screen. So it was a really easy transition for accountants. And then other people could look and say, hey, that's just basic arithmetic done real fancy-like. Yeah. I can figure that out. And the industry was born. Right. Right. Well... And now it we have that three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all math, kids. It's all math. It's all about math. It's still a very interesting use for a productivity piece of software. Right? Mm-hmm. It I like is, it. yeah. I'll have to download yeah. it and play it after I finish Bioshock. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> after you learn what the infinite in Bioshock Infinite means. Yeah. Yes. I will play, yep. play it at work. I'll be a bit, I'm in my spreadsheet program. What? <laughs> <laughs> You don't even need the emergency boss button. Yeah. It's Excel. It's Excel. Come on. It's, it's Excel. 
Come on. These are just new pivot tables I'm working on. It's cool. <laughs> Well, it's, it's a report for your, the clinical team. Why does your pivot <laughs> table have a plus two sort of sundering? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's part of EHR. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> understand it's HIPAA. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm doing a sundering bubble sort. That's yes, right. That's right. That's right. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway. Nerds! Mm-hmm. Yep. Slightly. With opinions, yes. There is that. That comes up next. Yes. And to remind you... Uh, we want to hear from you to and begin warming up your copies of Skype because when we return after this break, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your favorite bad guys one-liner or monologue or yeah. speech or whatever. Doctor Evil. Doctor Evil. And why? And why? Why and do why? you like it so much? What makes you love it? What makes you quote it? Yeah. What's what the most quotable? Your favorite? Whatever. Yep. Diet Coke of evil. Yeah. Just one. Not evil. We got well. We got Dax. So what's yours now? You didn't say it yet. Oh, or do you need the break? <laughs> I need the break. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I need the break for that. So All let's right. go to the break. All right. Uh, and if only I had the music ready for that. So <laughs> Shut your hole. <laughs> oh boy. Yes. Steal one on. from her. Fine, fine, fine. Get it. Fine. Here it comes. Get it in there. Get her done. Get her done. <laughs> All right. You are listening to Hardcore Live on Alpha Geek Radio. We shall return. Scott Johnson here from Frog Pants Studios, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio.
I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds with opinions. There's the right button. Of course, Skype misbehaves at just the moment we're supposed to be coming back on the air. You are listening to Casually Hardcore live on Alpha Geek Radio. This is the Nerds with Opinions section of our program. And we have a nerd on the line. Who's wow. calling? This is True. What up, hey, True? True. Not much. You feeling your inner nerd today? Yep. And how do you react to this week's... Uh, Call for opinions on evil one-liners. Oh yes. Um, do you remember Batman Beyond? I sure. was aware of it, never watched much of it. Well, at one point, Blight, one of the main bad guys, asked Batman, "Who are you?" And Batman responds, "You killed my father." So Batman and Blight responds, "Do you have any idea how little that narrows it down?" <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's good. <laughs> You'll key my father. Prepare to die. Prepare yeah. to die. <laughs> if you have any idea how little that narrows it down. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's good, that yeah. is awesome. Uh, <laughs> so why is that your favorite? Yeah. That's oh, the interesting part. It's just one of those lines I remember whenever any, it's like whenever I, you know, you kill my father, the common trope throughout right. different things. That was, that was just one of those reactions. Like, okay, I didn't expect that to happen. That, that response. Yeah. But it makes perfect sense if you're talking to someone who's a mass killer. killer. Exactly. Yeah. Like, we, just don't, we don't usually think of it that way. I was right. watching X-Men First Class I hadn't seen before. Saw it just last night oh, for okay. the first time. And it was that you reminded me of Magneto turning around and killing Sebastian Shaw. Spoiler alert um, for an old movie. And Huh? Spoiler alert for an old movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for an old movie. Um, and he says, but, you know, I agree with everything that you've said, but... You killed my mother. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, I suspect Sebastian Shaw would have said, do you have any idea how little that narrows it down? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just the type of guy. Nice. Mm-hmm. So. so I've got uh, any number of one-liners from uh, the Monarch. Um, <laughs> Adventure Brothers. Oh, heck yeah. Which is coming back on the air soon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my favorite from him is, whoa, dick! Move! <laughs> <laughs> Just because. You don't usually get supervillains saying, oh, dick move, man. Interesting. Right. They like that better than henchmen. Yeah. You, you've, you've voided the supervillain code. That was a dick move, man. I forget who he was saying. I think he was actually saying it to something that Dr. Venture did. Um, oh. Because Doctor Venture is a huge prick. <laughs> that's part of the that's part of the plot. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. I don't know. IRC, can you help me out as to where he actually used that line? Barry, I know I can count on you for that. Yeah, one. seriously, Barry's got time on his hands. So let's do it. No, he's also, <laughs> he's also a big fan of the Venture Brothers. <laughs> so IRC, help me out here. So Grail. We had actually. Did we have yours already? We already yeah, had yeah. Yours. did it yeah. first se- segment. Um, well, one of my favorites would actually come from Serenity. 
ah. with uh, the agent and uh, Malcolm are having the conversation. He right. goes, it's after he killed, blew up the place where the shepherd Haven, was staying. Yeah. And he goes, you know, he's like, we're a lot alike. He goes, I don't kill women and children. He goes, but I do. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a cold line because it just totally I made do. that character such a difference for Malcolm to be like, yeah. yeah, you don't know what you're dealing with here because I have no moral qualms with doing horrible, horrible things to get what I want. And mm-hmm. that was just like, oh, that was a chilling line. Well, coupled with the, the statement shortly thereafter um, where he says, I'm not going to live Right, there. right, yeah. He's, he knows, and he's I'm self-aware of how bad he is. But There's no place for me there yeah. amongst the good people. Yeah, his so. whole speech right there, that it's whole speech is, is a really good speech. Yeah. So yeah. That, that character was really well-written and well-played yeah. mm-hmm. by one of my favorite actors ever whose name to say which is Chiwetel Ejiofor. That's right. Chiwetel. 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 <laughs> if there was ever a human being whose name was close to Chewbacca. Because <laughs> you could get away with calling this guy Chewy. Chewy. Right, right. <laughs> Chewy, lock in the auxiliary power. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> auxiliary power. <laughs> which is another veiled uh, Venture Brothers reference right. there. But anyway. Oh, man. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of different ways you can go with it, though, because you can go with humorous or, like, intensely mad. Because, yeah. like, what's-his-face, Gary Oldman from Fifth Element has a lot of oh, funny great lines yes. in, as being evil, yes. but just hilarious lines. So bring it just depends me, what... Bring me the priest. Yeah. <laughs> I need an old priest and, and a, a young, young priest. priest. Yeah. <laughs> and was a freaking rotating chair. <laughs> <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. The power of right, Christ compels you. Right. And, and oh. you know, I mean, speaking of villains, there are the funny ones yep. like that. Dr. Yeah, Dr. Evil. Evil. Sick as a dog. <laughs> Gonna vom. <laughs> so, yeah, it just depends on how, you, you know, what now. The agent, good. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, good villain. So the, the question, I since you were here for that part, was the your... One of your favorite you, quotes. quotes from villain. a villain. A villain quote from liter- literature, television, movie. Gaming. Gaming, yeah. I, Which kind of thing? The, I, I, there are so many. Yes. There are That's so, why I said one of your favorites. It, so you just like, can pick one. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I have to tell you, the one that um, I can't get out of my head sometimes, and it's back in my head simply because Dr. Evil. Mm-mm. Is the, the 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 super fat guy who wants to eat the baby? Oh, <laughs> oh fat bastard! Fat, fat bastard! Yeah. Get in my Get belly! Get in my belly! <laughs> it's just. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back. And mm-hmm. and and I can't get it out of my head. It's a meme. It goes into my head. It's an earworm. As Stephen uh... Colbert. No. Or... Author. Stephen King, as Stephen King oh. says, when he hears a song he can't get out of his head or a phrase, he describes it as an earworm. And so it's an earworm. I get it in my head. And so for the next three days, I'm going to be walking around going, I want my baby back, baby. <laughs> it's just... But I don't have any deep, meaningful, like, I mean, you've got the classics. You've got the, the Star Wars. You've got Darth Vader. Yeah. He's got he's some solid got, lines. Well, he's got that solid um, line. That, no! Oh! That's very Re- Revisionist history. Yeah. I like Impressive. Most, Most impressive. impressive. Yes. That or I find your lack of faith, faith disturbing. disturbing. Yeah. Between faith and disturbing. Yep. That was I awesome. Disturbing. 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 I so. find your lack of pants yeah. arousing. That's right. <laughs> 
from the Black Void, uh, missing number, who apparently doesn't own Skype. Yes. Uh, has some good ones. He's citing one of the tropes from earlier uh, from Street Fighter. Right. So Chun-Li saying, my father, talking to M. Bison, my father saved his village at the cost of his own life. You had him shot as you ran away, a hero at a thousand paces. M. Bison, I'm sorry, I don't remember any of it. Chun-Li, you don't remember? M. Bison, for you, the day Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Again, that's that's awesome. Again, this is that. This is the reason, right? Mm. Well, you heard the the quote earlier. The uh, you'll have you have no idea how little that narrows it down. Yeah. Um, And also, Miss Number says, first you will be baked, and then there will be cake. And that's a Gladys from Gladys quote. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Gladys was totally a villain. She was yeah. a psychotic AI. She was totally yeah. a villain. Yeah. She, she was a she, hero, hero in her own Again, life. when you kind of categorize villain, and ta- she was the antagonist of the Polar yes. Sorrelized mm-hmm. stories. Yes. So, um, I think Dexter had some awesome lines, if you ever watched Dexter. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. The writing there had some great he, one-liners. Yeah. He had some really, really awesome lines. Well, that, yeah, but is Dexter the his... villain? You mean Dexter from, like, the serial killer TV yeah, show? Serial yeah, serial de- killer Dexter. But he's, but he's, he's the protagonist. He's the protagonist, so he's not really the villain in that story. He's pretty damn villainous. He is. He does bad damn. things, but he's still not... He he has antagonists against him. Yes. So... Well, he's, he's not... But you can. But, you could. But, you could. But here's the deal, that that's the question. Can a protagonist be the villain? Yeah. Well, we've said many times before on this show, the villain is the hero in his own right, story. Right, right, right. right. So the Dexter is, I would say, very much like the agent from Serenity. He knows he's bad. He knows what he yeah. is. Mm-hmm. He knows he's evil. He knows he's bad. He knows he has a thing he can't no, control. No, he knows what he does is bad. The, his impulses are Considered evil, bad. So he has aimed them where they will do good right. with the help of his adoptive father. Right. Right. So, but he still does deplorable, horrifying things. To really bad to people. To really bad people. But there's, does that take away the well, fact yeah, they're they horrible? Were all bad. Yeah. Does that make Arnold Schwarzenegger's character the villain of True Lies? Because he killed a lot of people, but they were all bad. They were, they were, but they were all, all bad. bad. Yeah. <laughs> so great yeah. Arnold line. Yeah, but they were all bad. Yeah, all bad. He's yeah. got an Arnold wait, wait, voice, wait, of course. Have he's killed anyone. <laughs> yes, but they were all, all bad. bad. <laughs> I mean, we funny know we we role played Star Wars last mm-hmm. night, and the thing we get set up to do is there's these Twi'leks that are working in some mine, and they're like getting oppressed by these people, and they're like, "We want you to help take a, you know take these people out." That's what we get hired to do, and we're like. Do you want to talk to them, or do you want us to get bloody? And they're like, well, we really don't like these people, so we would like you to just take them out. So we're like, okay. And so we go in and basically ambush and murder 10 people <laughs> at the end of it, and the Tweetleaks ran back to town. I don't know if we were the heroes in that story or not. <laughs> but you definitely killed some people. You got the job Although, done. Well, considering Thinking, that okay. afterwards we went, um, hands off the safe Tweetleaks, that's our money, get yeah. away, or we'll shoot you all too. They were like, but this could help the city. We're like, back the F up from the safe. <laughs> the safe be ours. Yeah. So I, I did think of one that was a little bit better than I want my baby back. Um, of course, classic um, Ricardo Montalban as Khan. Oh, oh God, yeah. yes. As he's dying, and mm-hmm. he's, I believe, quoting Shakespeare. No, he's quoting um, uh, from Moby Hell's Dick. Hard um, to Ice. You know, yeah. I no, he's, he's doing these. Yeah. 
all straight out of yeah. Moby Dick. Is it? Okay. Um, and I looked up where uh, Monarch's, whoa, dick move is from. That's <laughs> uh, when Phantom Limb busts in on his wedding to Dr. Girlfriend. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Revenge. <laughs> Revenge, like gazpacho soup, is best served cold, precise, and merciless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can never have enough. <laughs> precision in your soup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's hard to say even with the Venture Brothers because they're all basically just bastards. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. It's really hard single, to say who's. The, I guess they're all villains. In every sense. single character in there. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. I would have thought one of yours would have been a Joker line since you like Joker so. Oh much. yeah, yeah. I well, think especially the Mark Hamill Joker from the aforementioned mm-hmm. uh, Batman, Batman series. Well, no, and you also from the comic books. From the comic books too. Yeah. I don't know if I have any specific. Lines. I'd have to give that some thought. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think even just from Dark Knight, he has some just chilling lines in it. Oh, yeah. Um, more so even about him, you know, kind of that <laughs> I'm whole... i going to make this pencil disappear. Right, right, right. Oh. And stuff like that, or how... Yeah. You know, I ever tell you how I got my scars and stuff like that. All those oh, yeah. iterations. Yeah, yes. I mean, but I think even that, just his more chilling comes back to just the description that Alfred has when he's talking to Bruce Wayne, like, you're not ready for this. Yeah. Like, this is a different type of... of you're not... You don't understand what you're going up against. And I always think... You're applying normal yeah. reason, and this guy just wants to watch the world right, burn. Right, right. So. And they, they illustrate that where, you know, he's got all the money piled yeah, up in the belly of the ship. Burning the guy. Yeah, yeah. This is not what it's about. Right. And he's and he hands the loaded gun to Harvey Dent. Right. And takes the chance. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And because so. he's all about chaos. Yeah. But I don't know if I have a favorite quote. I have to give that some thought. But yeah, he's got yeah. for some some ones for sure. So a sneaky sneaky person came onto the Skype here. Uh, oh bearded one, speak unto us. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I got into Skype just in time to hear you uh one up me because I actually found that monarch quote just at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it too. I could hear it in my head. I was like, "What is? What, what was that from?" And uh, apparently, you can Google just as well as I. Yes, all I had to do was type in monarch and then in quotes, "dick move." <laughs> yeah, first <laughs> hit, dick move, bang! Oh, dick move! Yep. So, uh, what's your villainous quote of uh, favoriteness? Um, I actually dropped it in IRC earlier, but uh, it's from the movie Mystery Men. It's a line uh, that Eddie Izzard has when uh, Janine Garofalo, as the bowler, confronts him about killing her father. Right. And she goes, you killed my dad. And he goes, no, I didn't. He fell down an elevator shaft onto some bullets. <laughs> uh, <Yes>. Yep. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme here of people's favorite lines. Yeah. 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 A little bit. Yeah. Hey, I went deep in, in, yeah. you know, kind of... Yours wasn't as funny. No, mine wasn't funny. No, it doesn't have to be funny. funny. Did yours have deep meaning? Yes, it did. I wasn't awesome. here for it, so why yeah. you... Oh, it's just from Bioshock. It's, uh... A man chooses a slave obeys. Mm-hmm. Right. Would you kindly? Yes. Indeed. So, yeah, I thought that was cool. But, yeah, so there's... I mean, there's so many out there. It's hard to narrow it down, it's but that's like, always been my favorite. The yeah. gift of good writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that really makes you think about it. It's a great line from uh, just The Fugitive, uh, where Tommy Lee Jones' character is arguably the antagonist, and yeah. if not a villain. Sure. But just you know, the, the whole confrontation on the dam. I didn't kill my wife. I, I don't, don't care. care. Right, right. <laughs> yes. Like, I am here to do a job. You are that job. I don't care. Yeah. Just Come quietly so I can go home. 
and but it was delivered know. delivered in yep. in the very Tommy right. Lee Jones yeah. way. Right, right. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> yes, which I actually I I do find that utterly brilliant because well, they they it's, had this huge you know, yeah. build up. He's got him cornered. He's at gunpoint. I didn't kill my wife. It's just. I don't care. Yeah. Just get in here. <laughs> Stop making me run after you in right. sewer systems. <laughs> yeah. This is got, not how I like to spend my time. I got a six pack chilling at home, Jesus. okay? Yep. No, you that, are that keeping me from the no, rest I want, of I want my you life. to build a little camp right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he had some great lines in that, in The Fugitive. Yeah. There were some good lines. So, antagonist, if not, if not outright villain. Right. Um, because technically, I guess the villain was the guy with the one arm. Yeah. yeah. Or, or the doctor he was working for. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or the doctor he was working for. And neither <laughs> of them had memorable lines. So. No. <laughs> no. Not really. Though the guy who played the man with the one arm was, was Andreas Katsoulas, who right. played uh, the dearly departed Andreas Katsoulas, who played Jakar and uh, Babylon, Babylon 5. 5. Mm-hmm. We miss you. Please come back for the dead and act some more for us. Who also has some good bad lines. What do you want? Right? <laughs> the questions of the universe, right? Yes. Who are the you? shadows. Who are you? What do you want? What do you want? Where, Where are you going? going? Right. That was yeah. That was one that could. Uh, <laughs> I want to. <laughs> here's a good. <laughs> yeah, beer. It's it's not a, from a villain, but if you if you never watched Babylon Five, big bad guys who are thought to be the big bad guys at the time, the shadows, have this human agent who's going around to all the various leaders and ambassadors and asking this question: What do you want? And trying to gauge by their responses who the bad guys want to invest in, who they want to ally with. Mm-hmm. And, who they want to bribe and own. Right. But put their considerable forces behind. Right. And Londo Malari is who they eventually choose. But he has this assistant, Veer Koto, mm-hmm. who was played by the same guy who played um, Flounder in mm-hmm. Animal House. Oh, yeah. Um, who also does a lot of directing. Um and he he was a good spirit, a good-hearted person. And so when the agent asked him, Veer, what do you want? His response was with a smiling face, I want to live just long enough to see them cut off your head and put it on a pike as a warning to the next ten generations that some things come with too high a price. I want to look up into your dead eyes and wave like this. Anyway, <laughs> oh, this little tiny anyway, finger wave. Yeah. Yeah. Smile on his face. Can you and your associates arrange that for me, Mister Morton? <laughs> and the look on the guy's face—the actor who played Morton—was like, "I'm just not reaching him." Yeah. Like, <laughs> all right, we're going to strike that one off the list. <laughs> well, the beautiful thing is, late seasons later, yeah. he got his dream to come oh, true. Oh, that's awesome! Because Morton's head was on a pike, and <laughs> Vera walked out, looked from one side to the other, see if anyone was walking. Waved. <laughs> yeah. He looked up into his sightless eyes into his and dead eyes and waved, waved. like this. Nice. Yep. Exactly the way he so, said he would. So that was a great speech. Right. That really told the story of you can't corrupt everyone. Yeah. There are some people who are just good and see you for what you are and say, yeah, you're corrupting my boss and he's making his own decisions, but I see what you are. And they gave him that great little monologue, which I've obviously committed to memory obviously. because it was so awesome. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> JMS, I love your writing. That's cool. Do some more. I'm wondering what uh, no, Thor, Thor was his last big thing screen-wise. He does so much. Who... He's signed up for um, the new uh, Net. Is it Netflix one? The I new, think he is involved in the Hulu that. one. 
Uh, one of the one, one, one of, of the, the two. It's J. Michael Straczynski and um, another name. really, really famous sci-fi writer right. that have gotten together to do. It's like an eight or something. There's remember. an eight in the title, but right. so it's going to be awesome. Whatever it is, another, I don't care. Those writers. Another test of the non-traditional ways of stuff to make it to the screen, uh, like what Netflix is doing. Um, so we'll see what comes of that one. But yeah, anything that gets. JMS into sci-fi fantasy is a happy place for me because yeah. pretty routinely I love the stuff that he puts out because he writes monologues like that one. <sighs> and he does great story arcs. and yes. he, does, you know. he tells his story and then he leaves. He doesn't milk franchises way beyond their good portions just for the extra paycheck. You know, when he, TNT kind of looked at him funny when he came to them and said, yes, here's this five-year plan and then we're done. Yeah. Except except for when he leaves them hanging without actually finishing them. That's when they tamper too much and he tells them, "No, no, if you I'm out. you keep trying to make me do these things I don't want, I'm going to take my bat, my ball and my glove and I'm going to go home." Right. He said, "Yeah, sure was, you will, whatever." No, no, really. Uh-uh, whatever. I'm out. And that's... I was speaking specifically of the uh I think it was on Showtime series he did called Jeremiah. Ah, yes. That was pretty good, but no resolution because he walked away or whatever. Well, that one, they, they, just, they just didn't renew. Um, yeah. The Crusade is the one he walked away from. Um, that was the, Apparently, his new B5 series he's working on is called mm-hmm. Sense 8. Sense 8, yes. Sense 8. Mm. Who's, he, who's he partnering with in that one, does it say? Uh, let me click on it. Who, blah, blah, blah? Let me click, click, click on, on it. it. Let me click uh, on it. It doesn't click really say. It. It's pretty vague here. Okay, well, it was just barely announced. Of This thing might be happening with these hmm. guys, so watch this space. Cool. Yes. And it was, you know, I've been told that the it was with Kevin Spacey, the Netflix one. Kevin that, Spacey that was is House of Cards. House, House of yeah, Cards, and that that was a um, really a phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was really good. I didn't realize, and my boss said that it's based on a BBC show that they did as well, mm-hmm. which already you can see on there, and it, it mm-hmm. ran its full full conclusion. So. Uh, we'll see if this one follows pretty much the same path. Obviously, they had to Americanize it since it's all about BBC, you know, England yeah. Parliament. Right. <laughs> Whereas this takes place in Congress. So. Doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't translate. Yeah, some directly. things may not translate directly. No wigs here. Yeah, no wigs. No House of Lords and House the of lack Commons. Lack of wigs. Oh no, Distinct but lack of wigs. Let's yes. just say Senate versus Representatives versus. Uh, yeah, we just yeah. call it different. Yeah, yeah. We, we kind of moved away from the whole Lord thing. Yeah. It was kind of the yes, point of the... the Senate is essentially our equivalent. There's oh, fewer right. of them. They have longer terms. They have more Structure. power. Yeah. We just don't like the... We, people we, from the we house just don't as, like the term Lord. Right. Yeah. Yeah. People from the House We were kind of rebelling against that. It's, but uh, his wife in it is played by Buttercup. Mm-hmm. Buttercup? It yeah. is, yeah. From Princess Bride? Princess Bride. Buttercup. Buttercup. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's like, I haven't seen her. Robin, yeah. Robin Wright. Um, or no, Robin, Robin something. I can't remember her name. No, it's Robin Wright. Is now. it she right? Robin Sean Buttercup. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, she was really good in it too. Played yeah, it. that was <laughs> brought me around to the reminder of um, Arch Nemesis, completely <laughs> on her own, has managed to discover My Little Pony: Friendship Is Magic. Via the, the she was logged in on your account and found your favorites, huh? No, yeah, she <laughs> that must be the it. kids are using the Netflix more and more, so the recommendations are more and more skewed their way. And so Blame of it course, on the kids. Yeah. All I know is I walked up, and it was on the tablet, and I looked at my wife and said, did you give this to her? Like, no, I didn't. Oh, God. <laughs> and then she came back and asked for it again more this pony? morning. Yeah. She said, more, more pony. pony. More pony. More pony. 
it's like more but that's okay she also in in the realm of how i classify her judgment and decision making lately mm-hmm. she also cut her own hair yesterday yeah. awesome wow. so she came anyway. she came walking into her dad scissors in one hand hunks of hair in the other hand awesome proud and as could be proud yeah. as could be that she had um Butchered, little, little butchered chop. her hair. Well, see, I, I wouldn't have any problem with her watching. I mean, it's that's who the show is made for. Little I don't girls. Have a, I don't have. No, I'm not looking at Gnome because he was taking take like great offense that she found My Little Pony. That's the thing kids watch. Hey. It's when the non kids are making a huge deal yeah. of it. It just has so much like, baggage attached. There's a great real life comic talking about the fact that at the Build a Bear workshops you find in malls, yeah. mm-hmm. they now have My Little Pony. Ponies. Ponies that you can stuff and mm-hmm. put the little voice modules in and mm-hmm. stuff. And the real-life character is there with his daughter, Harper, saying, yes, uh, my, my daughter would like a, uh, a Pinkie Pie. He's like, well, you know, we've got these other ones. She's, oh, no, no, Pinkie Pie's my favorite. I mean, um, her favorite. <laughs> like, Sir, you're about the 50th or 60th person, middle-aged man coming in here for one of these dolls. You don't have to pretend. And he's like, She's not even a fan of the show. Oh. <laughs> not even my oh, daughter. I just baby. found her outside, dragged her in with me. It's not like, even my daughter, yep. It's like having a kid to go see a cartoon in the theater. Like, you have to drag one with you just to be like, okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't. I'll go see whatever I'll, I want to see. I, I see what I want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. All right, Skype people, we're going to kick you to the curb as we're going to wrap this up and hand off. To Thanks. the Emperor. Have a great week. See ya. Talk to you soon. Bye. And curves happen. All right. You have been listening to Casually Hardcore live on Alpha Geek Radio. You can find us on the web at alphageekradio.com. Follow us on the Facebook. Follow us on the Twitter as Alpha Geek Radio or Hardcore Casuals. Gnomewise, Daxa CH, Iolite underscore CH, or Izzy Grail. That's I Z Z Y Grail. No spaces or underlines there. And you can email the show, the show at alphageekradio.com. You can sponsor a segment. If you want to spend five whole a Mac and Bella, you can make us say funny things and do things in strange voices or just make announcements that you wish to announce before a segment of your choosing. Just go to alphageekradio.com, look at the right-hand side of the page, and there's a whole section that talks about donating and sponsoring. Just remember, when you get to the PayPal screen where you're actually authorizing the $5, there's a field there where you need to write in what it is you would like us to say. Right. Don't skip Kinda that part. Key. Otherwise, we will happily take your $5 donation, but we would like to do in return what you ask for. Right. You just have to remember to ask. Ah, rate us on the iTunes. If you need to buy something from Amazon, stop off at our page. Start your search there, either for the UK or from the US. And when you ultimately purchase, we will get a little cut of that at no extra cost to you, and it'll help support the station in an ongoing fashion. <sighs> Check out our sister feeds, Alpha Geek Radio and Alpha Geek Interviews. I have been Gnomewise. I've been Eyelight. I've been Dexa. And I've been Grail. And we, more or less, are out of here. Bye-bye, radio people.